guys, welcome to the third episode of Tripping Over Tropes. Last episode was all about the chosen one trope, and now I'm going to tell you about the found family trope. This trope could be put into almost any book, probably mostly in fiction. I can't really account for non-fiction, it's not my genre. Some of my favorite books include this trope, and I think part of the reason why they are my favorite books uh, is because they have the found family trope in it. So let's dig deeper into the found family trope. The found family trope is a trope you always want to be a part of, or at least I always want to be a part of it. The characters are people you want to be friends with or be family with. The found family trope makes you fall in love with all of the main characters. The appeal of being part of something, being a part of group, is almost something everyone wants. You want to be a part of a group who are like you. I think that's why people write about it, because it makes the people reading or writing feel immersed into the group of characters. If you aren't much of a social person in real life, kind of like me, reading about a group of people who found where they fit is really nice. For this episode, I interviewed a librarian named Jessie, and she's a teen engagement librarian, and I thought she'd be a super good fit for the podcast, and I really enjoyed doing this interview with her. Okay, uh, so what genre of book do you usually read? Sure. I uh, really love fantasy, uh, like romance, mystery, and horror. So I'm not a very like literary librarian. I don't read a lot of like serious fiction, just lots of exciting stuff. Yeah, those are some of my favorite as well. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. Um, what genre of book do you think is the most popular at this library? It can be more than one, just... That's a good question. I can't speak so much for like the what's popular in children and adults, but with the teens, um, mysteries are really popular right now. So like all of like Karen McManus, McManus books, like One of Us is Lying, um, We Were Liars is really popular, like The Inheritance Games, Firekeeper's Daughter. So like mysteries always have like really good appeal. Um, graphic novels aren't a genre, but they're really, really popular right now. Um, so as all of our manga, it's um, had like a huge uptick in circulation over the last year, which is cool. So like Heartstopper right now, it has like 20 holds on eight <laughs> copies. You know, it's like everyone wants to read it, which is just delightful. One time I wanted to read They Both Die at the End, um, and I went onto the library website and I tried to put it on hold, and I think there was like 50 holds yeah. on seven <laughs> copies. It was kind of crazy. Yeah, I'll see you in six months. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, so just do you know what a trope is, like the definition? or? Yeah, I think so. It's like sort of like an archetype for a story, right? Like something that you might see repeated in a bunch of yeah. stories. Okay. Um, so, no, I know that you know what a trope is. What do you think makes a trope appealing? Um, well, I think there's something kind of comforting about tropes. Like, uh, people don't have to feel, like, they can kind of anticipate maybe what's going to happen, which in a weird way can be sort of reassuring. If you know, like, the direction that the story is going, I think that can feel comfortable for people. Mm -hmm. uh, when I read, I, I really enjoy the characters uh, and sort of, like, the way that they freshen up a trope. So you might have, um, like several different enemies to lover stories, but um, each character is so different and like unique and, and in that way it sort of like infuses life into that. Yeah. So is do you think there's a certain age group that more tropes are? Like is because you're in the teen, do you think teens like more tropes or adults or children? Uh, yeah, good question. Are you thinking like what specific tropes teens might like or do you think like do teens like tropes more than adults? Um, 
either, I guess. We'll go with the first. Um, I feel like like it's interesting to see like what trope trends like so I feel like when I was a teenager there was a lot of like vampires and dystopia right like Twilight had first come out and like um Divergent and like some of those like the Hunger Games some of those first sort of dystopian novels and those first vampire novels that like really kicked things off we still have a good number of vampire and dystopian novels but um I think that like there's more popular tropes now like um academia novels so like dark academia magic schools like i think that has a lot of appeal for teens particularly because it feels relatable even if it's about like people getting murdered in school like it's a, a setting and a context that you're familiar with yeah and then like lots of heists i feel like that's been a big trope of the last few years so like six of crows and the inheritance games and sort of uh sort of heists and shenanigans i think feels yeah. like a, a trope that people have really enjoyed okay um so what makes a trope appealing to you personally? Yeah, I, kind of like what I mentioned earlier, if it has like, characters that are interesting or surprising um, or that change, I really like those. So like I'm a big fan of the enemies to lovers trope because it requires the characters to change, right? They start out one way and then like it doesn't feel inevitable where they're going to end. Like you have to see, like they have to learn about each other and then they like develop and there's like surprises along the way. So I kind of like that. Okay. Um, do you think you have a least favorite trope? Oh, good question. Um, I feel like I get annoyed with like um, kind of like the manic pixie dream girl scenario, like the like really cute, awkward girl who can't really function very well, but that's what makes her charming. Like I just have a really hard time relating with that, and um, it annoys me, frankly, that like... I, I just want like, a character that I feel like is sort of like baseline, has a baseline competency, or if not, is like, um, relatable. Yeah, it's like relatable in some way, right? Like someone who's just like, I love eating, making waffles at 3 a.m. and like, I'm always late to my job and like all of these things and everyone loves me for it. I'm like, okay, maybe. I can't handle those either. <sighs> Hard to get behind. You're like this person who could not survive. I also feel like I struggle when there's like a main character, like a, usually like a female main character and she's like, I'm so clumsy. And then they give her a sword and she's like, I'm amazing at fighting. <laughs> You're like, where did this come from? Don't you have to train for like a decade to be yeah. good at fighting? Anyways, mm -hmm. yes. Okay, so specific to this episode um, is about the uh, found family trope. Oh, cool. It's one of my favorites, definitely. Um, so have you ever heard of the trope? It's called found family. Yeah. Found family. Mm -hmm. um, have you ever read a book with it? Yes, definitely. Um, I feel like that trope really shows up a lot in teen novels mm -hmm. uh, because, like, your friends and friendships are so important. And it can also be kind of, being a teenager is kind of a time when you're maybe, like, separating a little bit from your parents. And so having, like, surrounding yourself by people who get you and who understand you, I, I feel like that really resonates with people in teen lit. Um, so what's your opinion on the found family trope? Yeah, I, um, I think it's always really uh, satisfying uh, and it, it can be really fun to see like the people that the main character can gravitate towards and um, it's reassuring I think for a lot of people. Um, I find the found family trope shows up a lot in LGBTQ novels I think because sometimes coming out or like doing something that um, your parents might not understand can kind of put you in emotional jeopardy I suppose. Like um, I love when in, instead of just having a novel about someone who is ostracized from their family, if instead there's a novel about someone who gathers people around them and who like finds support among um, the people that that uh, are kind of in their community, it can create some like really beautiful and like satisfying novels. I think.
Yeah, I think so as well. I, I, I read, read a lot of novels with that. I think one of my favorites is definitely Six of Crows because mm-hmm. it has that aspect of they're all kind of outcast, but they find each other. And so this is the last question. What do you think of tropes? <laughs> that's, a, that's a good question. Um, I think that they definitely have a place and they can be really useful in creating a structure that authors can use um, to deliver like really satisfying results. Like there's a reason why some of these things keep showing up over and over and over again in literature is because there's some truth in them and there's like some, they can like lead to satisfying conclusions or they naturally create tension that's satisfying to read about, right? Like enemies to lovers or something where it's like the tension's built into the story already, like just with that one idea. Um, So yeah, I think they can be really useful. I think as long as authors are using them in ways to sort of being like an underlying structure, but they're infusing it with unique and interesting characters and like fresh ideas and like settings that feel satisfying. I hope you enjoyed that interview with Jesse. I definitely did. I think having a voice on this podcast who had a little more insight or professionalism on books was super interesting. And I loved all of her opinions on tropes and specifically the found family trope. So I think it really added to this episode. Thank you, Jesse, so much for allowing me to put this on my podcast. Uh, I really appreciate it. Now for examples of books and recommendations with the found family trope. So my first example is Six of Crows by Leigh Bardugo. It's a duology and it is one of my favorite books, 100%. It's a very popular book on BookTok or TikTok if you don't know what BookTok is. And Leigh Bardugo is a super popular author. She has written some of my favorite books like the Shadow and Bone series, which is also a TV show, and Ninth House, which is a really good book. I loved it. I'm so ready for the second book in that. So... Six of Crows is all about a heist and criminals, all with different skills and pasts, and there are some great backstories. If you've read it, you definitely know what I mean. The main characters are Cass Becker, Inaj Gaffa, Wylan, Matthias, Nina Starkov, Jes- and Jesper. Not sure if I pronounced those all right. Names in books are really weird. Uh, The book is multiple POV, so it's written through all the points of views of the main characters. So many people have recommended this book to me and the whole series and other Leigh Bardugo books, and I definitely think they're worth it. And a quote from this book, very popular quote, is, No mourners, no funerals. Among them, it passed for good luck. Another book with the found family trope that I have not read is Aurora Rising by Amy Kaufman and Jay Kristoff. A description that I thought was interesting that I found was a cocky diplomat with a black belt in sarcasm, a sociopath scientist with a fondness for shooting her bunkmates, a smartass tech whiz with the galaxy's biggest chip on his shoulder, an alien warrior with anger management issues, and a tomboy pilot who's totally not into him, in case you were wondering. 
It's kind of like Six of Crows in the way that it's multiple POV. I think that's very common in found family because you want to see what all the characters are thinking. The main characters in this book are Aurora O'Malley, Catherine Brannock, Finian DeSeal, Callias Gilraith, Scarlett Jones, Tyler Jones, Xyla Madrin. Again, with book names, I have no idea if I pronounced those all right, so just bear with me here. I really want to read this. I have been on a bit of a reading slump lately, so I'm just getting back to reading. And this is definitely on my TBR. A quote from this book that I really liked was, Who wants to be normal when you can be interesting instead? I've quoted that before, and I wasn't sure where it came from, but I think it was from this book. The found family trope is one that I wish was real life for me. The trope is very hard to do right, and it's not for everyone, but some of my favorite books of all time have the trope. For me, books are an escape from reality, and when you can escape into a world where people who have very interesting lives and experience it with the people they love, it's just, how can you not love that? How can you not want to be a part of it? I really hope you enjoyed this episode about found families. Please join me in the next episode of Tripping Over Tropes. The next episode will be about the two characters who are total opposites, but fit together perfectly. The grumpy sunshine trope. So let's trip right over into the next episode.